Hello. Um, this is... Well, welcome to the show. This is the Joker and the Bard. Um, you know, this is a... I guess this is a bonus episode. I don't know. I'm very tempted just to record this as a practice. This is just practice. Maybe I'll do the, like a practice series. Um, yeah. I honestly don't know what story to tell. Um, just kind of having one of those days that's... I don't know, you kind of just doubt everything. Do you guys do that? Do you doubt? You just doubt everything. And and, and you kind of, I don't know, you kind of come out of it and you go, oof. Why, why am I doubting everything? Why doubt everything? Why doubt myself, really? It's not everything, it's just doubting myself. I, I don't know. <laughs> and it's, it's weird. It's like when you have nothing to worry about, when, you, when, you've, when you've kind of, you know, like there's always something to worry about, right? Like, you know, poverty and climate and... War in foreign far lands, or class warfare, or or racism and systemic racism, and 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 you know the the relentless encroachment of the kind of monoculture of of, of capitalism and. And everything, and then there's all these things, and like, oh, the conspiracy theories that, you know, there's so much. There's just so much, like, to worry about. And that's just the shit that, you know, oh, here we go, I'm, I'm, alright, I think we start. I've only got 11 minutes because I got something in the oven. Um, uh, Leanne is not, uh, is not here. Um, so I'm, I'm too scared to cook on my ones. I always fuck. I'm chilling out. I'm having a, having a ball thing in my jig. You know, it's just nice. Whatever. Fuck you. Um. Yeah. So, you know, there is so much to worry about. I was actually going to write an essay about this. I really wanted to write an essay about this because it's like you know palm oil. That was my entry point into into so much because like palm oil is one of those things that like. It's super counterintuitive. And I'm not some guy that's like, oh, fucking, yeah, just eat it or whatever. It's like, no, 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 I've done a good amount of reading on this. Like, I went pretty deep on it. I've, there's a person on Twitter who I was following and he's released a paper and there's all sorts of... There was um, an, a London School of Economics uh, lecture with a... With a, with a um, albeit a CEO, a managing director of one of the big supermarkets and... You know, that's a bit like uh, different values there. But like maybe, you know, I don't know. You can't, I don't know. I mean, I'm very conscious of like, you know, offshore wealth. You know, I don't, that, that, that blows my mind, to be honest with you, right? Like, if you're going to worry about anything, like worry about where the rich people are hiding their fucking money. You know, that's the, like, I mean, that, that, that's literally all it is. It's like, you know, the banks are, oh. God, this is a proper rant. I've just, I'm gonna, I may or may not publish this. 
I'll listen to it back and if it's too if it's too serious then I don't wanna like and I, I, I try and be like so understanding of everyone. You know, I try my hardest to just give everyone the benefit of not doubt, but the benefit of like of just being a, a kind person, right? You just give them a chance. You give every I constantly giving things. I never I don't like slagging anyone off or criticizing everyone. Unless I'm criticizing and it's like I know they can take it. Alright, I was like, oh no, I'm never gonna meet that person. Um you know, like there's some things that like I can appreciate like most any kind of like art, right? Like when you produce a piece of art and there's this thing, it's like ninety percent of everything's shit, right? Or whatever the, the the thing is. It's like I don't know where that came from. I don't get that because it's like you could just ask turn around and say, shit to who? Shit to whom? Who's it who? I always fuck that one up and I look it up. I've looked that thing up probably twenty times. You know to who, to whom is the 90% shit? You know, like, that's, that's the thing. It's like, to the person, like, I think with a lot of artists, right, I think this is the case, but, like, I don't know, maybe this isn't the case, but, like, for me, let's just, I'll just keep it for me. I won't, I won't try and generalise. But for me, with art, right, when you create something, it's like, holy shit, I did it, I fucking produced something, I did it, like, and you're just, you kind of can't believe you did it, it's almost shocking to you, you, that you're actually able to do anything creative, like, because creativity is one of these things, you're completely in control of what you're doing, and it's like, it's just a total form of expression, and it's just really freeing and liberating, um, and I, when, when you hear people, oh, 90% of everything's crap, it's like, yeah, but like, you know, by what, whose metric? If you really do believe that love is held in the eye of the beholder, and I, I think, I don't know, you know, if you want to get into like the philosophy of like aesthetics, and I've not read enough, I don't, I haven't really read anything on aesthetics really. Most of my, understanding of aesthetics comes from maybe some wikipedia pages and some you know the stanford uh the sep um the stanford encyclopedia of philosophy that's very good i like that a lot um but like may i maybe i've read some stuff on i know didn't hegel 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 i think it's hegel i always mispronounce that man's name wrong ever since i was a boy (laughs) um but yeah, the, this idea of like, I don't know, the 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 the, yes, the 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 objectivity of aesthetics, right? Like, is there is 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 there an objective beauty? Like, can you rank beauty? And I and I think like, there's there's I think it you know I've always thought one of my big philosophies I think, and this is kind of, I think David Foster Wallace sort of. He inspired this idea greatly. And he's a fantastic... I actually... It's funny. I was about to say he's a fantastic novelist. I haven't read any of his novels. I only know him through his reflections in the culture. You know, like I've, I watched his commencement speech on YouTube many times. Like, that 
and obviously I think we've all you know that that this is wa- wa- you know this is water that that kind of that that where he gave that speech I think I've read the transcript of it as well um, and I've read a lot about his life but I've Infinite Jest has always scared me. I've listened to many interviews with him talking. I was more interested in him than I was his work. I've read the first page of Infinite Jest and I think I'll like it, but it intimidates me. Because I think I know what he's saying and it... That's the... Even my... My my fear of it. Anyway, what I was saying was... The... The thing with aesthetics is... There's this like I've always thought there's this, there's these properties right these universal properties, and you have beauty and truth, right? Those are the, that's all you really have, you know. You have beauty and truth because beauty, and you know, if you were to put it on like a, a you know a spectrum or like a, a if you were to make beauty two dimensional, you'd say you have beauty on one end and then on the other end you'd have like ugliness and even to say the word ugly makes me feel uncomfortable because when was the last time you saw something truly ugly right like what you know I I pick up cat shit all the fucking time (laughs) and when I look at the cat shit you go, oh, you smell it, oh, fuck, it's fucking catching in the fucking house, like, fuck, 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 fuck. See, look, I'm, I was talking in my, my head voice. See, I'm, look, uh, that's podcaster voice. It's going to be uh, a bit more, is it baritone? No, serotonin, serotonin? No, it's um, something, I don't know. Anyway, when was the last time you saw something really ugly? Like, what is ugliness? Maybe that's where a lot of philosophers have gone wrong. Maybe, 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 I, again, I'm betraying a lot of ignorances here and I don't actually know that maybe there's a philosophy on ugliness. But who wants to do that? You know, where's the fun in that? Like, and when you really ask these questions, like, it's hard. You know, it's, it's really hard to figure out what is ugliness and what's... Be- like... Does it even make sense to say that? Like, my point is, is, like, we have things that we don't enjoy, right? Like, there are probably images that you don't enjoy looking at. Uh, all right, I just had to... <clears throat> I paused there. Um, yeah, images that you don't enjoy looking at. You know, that, that, that that's the weird... It's a weird one. Um... Because there are, you know, there are images that I don't enjoy looking at. Every, we, we all have, it's not just images, like on a computer screen. I mean, I'm talking about like, there are experiences I know I'm not going to enjoy. You know, like, uh, having, I don't know, having, having my house broken into and being, you know, and, 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 and someone, um, you know, smashing the place up and leaving, right? I don't even want to articulate some of the darker thoughts in my mind because they're so horrible and dark. I don't even want to put those images into anyone's mind. You know, that that is kind of why I um, I really struggle with horror and, like, watching horror and, and consuming horror. 
Uh, and some people love that shit, man. Like, I say, I say, like, what the fuck's the matter with you? Why do you like to be scared? Like, I'm scared enough as it is. Like, I'm fucking alive. And, like, I know at any moment the world could just end for me, right? Because I'm a human and, and we are mortal things. And we, you know, every moment is fucking amazing because you've got something you're experiencing and it's just so profound and so special. So to even, I mean, maybe that's well, that's the thrill of it, right? That's the thrill of it. It's this vicarious feeling of death or or gloom or or moments of, like, there's that scene. Oh, my God, this scene. Holy fuck. Um, there was a scene in, uh, I think it's Saving Private Ryan, right? And I'm sorry, I'm gonna I'm gonna put some fucking shitty, you know, shitty feeling, but we're in your brains right now, like, or you not your brains, but in your in your fucking in your essences and your beings. Yeah, goddamn it, man, you goddamn hippie. I've been listening to Quentin Tarantino's podcast and he he fucking hates hippies, man. That man does not like hippies. <laughs> um no, what I'm saying is is I don't like using the kind of mechanical biological words like brain right you know oh, in your brain because you're not your brain right like you're not you're you're fucking you're, you're everything so don't yeah i don't want to anyway what was i saying um saving private ryan and in saving private ryan there's a scene i can't remember who's hearing it but i know it's not matt damon because matt damon survives it is matt damon in saving private ryan isn't it when he gets old at the end that's that meme i've seen that a lot but yeah, um, it's not Matt Damon. But some guy gets jumped by another guy, right? They're on, they're on, they're on. One's on one side, the other's on another side, and uh, you know of the war. <laughs> and um, one of them puts a knife in the other one's chest, but he does it very slowly. And I, who directed Save It? Was it was it Spielberg? It was. It must have been Spielberg. Shall I look that up? Shall I do it? Shall I fuck around with the phone and fucking look at it? No, I'm just, I'm gonna trust myself and say it was Spielberg. Um, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. You guys can. No one's tweeting me. Oh shit! We should. I should do an analyst analytics readout as well. It's really cool. There's some like, there's a couple of listeners. Um, South America. Uh, I need to check my laptop, but I'll find out. You know, it's cool. Like. Fuck, if anyone is actually listening, it's, it's funny, man. Like, what is the matter with you? you got nothing better to do than listen to me droning on about nothing. Um, no, that's mean. We're having fun. <laughs> uh, um, what is my life? Um, but in this, in this moment, in Saving Private Ryan, you know, this soldier's plunged... They've fallen to the ground. There's a scuffle. They fall to the ground. One lands on top of the other. And one of them gets a knife. The top guy gets a knife and slowly, very slowly, like painfully slowly, like the director knew exactly what they were doing. Like it was, I'm pretty sure it was Spielberg. He knew exactly what he was doing. And you can see this man's face as he is being slowly killed. And I remember watching that when I was too young. Should not have watched it when I did. I don't know when that film came out, but that moment when you see it in his face and you can hear it and feel it, 
smell it, you know, it's blood and it's just, oh, good Lord, man. Like, it's one of those things that just lingered with me. All my life has lingered. That image lingered with me. And it's something that I fear greatly. I fear it. I have so much fear. Not just not being like stabbed in the battlefield. Where, I mean, yeah, obviously that's terrifying. But like, just that idea that someone somewhere can decide how your existence ends. Like, what the fuck? Someone else decided that for you. They said, no, I am taking you out now. Like, whoa. Like, whoa. Um, and maybe this is my, like, Greek philosophy upbringing, right? Like, you know, I'm, I'm of that tradition, right? Like, I, I, you know, it's this very much an individualist perspective. It's, it's the philosophy is very... I don't know. I, I, I compare a lot of, like, philosophy from the kind of Greek tradition, let's say, to, like, you know, the ancient Chinese tradition. And there's a, it's, it's so, and when I say ancient China, really it's ancient, like, I mean, I can't say where, like, Confucianism came from, you know, la, la, like, with, with, with um, la, Lao Tzu and, like, you know, the way, um, and, I, and I guess, I suppose that's Taoist, that Taoist stuff sort of started with, with Lao, la, Lao Tzu, I think that's how, I, if I'm, I'm sorry if anyone really knows their stuff with them Chinese but you know and I can't even pronounce the name of the book it's the I Ting I I don't I can't pronounce that I haven't heard that spoken um but with the Tao like and the way like that it's funny like I remember recently reading about or trying to look up contemporary Chinese philosophy I was really curious because obviously my Mandarin is not I can't you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm rubbish. Like, I really can't read in Mandarin at all. Like, I'm, I'm like, you know, I've got like, um, like an it's a HSK1. I'm like, like my reading level's terrible. But I get, you know, Google, like Google, oh, fucking Google. I, um, I translate, Google Translate's good. Like, it, it helps a lot. Like, and I, and I always double check with like Leanne or someone who's like, is this definitely, like, you get the gist of a lot of things. Like, I read a lot of uh, Wikipedia in Mandarin, and then just flipping the, you know, with translate, not a lot, but like, I do it, it's fun. Because quite often you'll find that like, you know, obviously the English Wikipedia people like, aren't good at, the ones who are dominant, because that's how it works, right? You have like, Wikipedia people who are just like, they're like on it and that's their thing and they do these articles, these, um, these pages. But like when you, when you go to a, the same topic in a different language, you get an entirely different thing most of the time it was written by a different person and there's a whole different group of people deciding whether or not that thing should be in there you know different people are going to do it so like you know if you're reading um i don't i haven't done this but i imagine it'd be quite interesting is you go on the like the dostoevsky page on wikipedia but then read it in russian 
I imagine it would be very interesting comparing the differences between the scenes because I'm fairly sure they don't just write it in English and then someone translates the English. I'm fairly sure, you know, a native Russian speaker would come in and then would do their thing. I don't really know how it works, but that's my my assumption is that's the case. And I have such an interest in Wikipedia. You know why? It's because if you're an information addict, it's the best free shit around, man. It's great. And everyone always slags it off. And I know why. It's because it's like... But it's always there, you know? It's not... I'd love to know... You know, I'm sure it gets... I think it gets a lot of detail wrong, right? Like, detail. But but for general pictures of things... And I don't know the biases there. I'm sure everyone's just got... Oh, you have no idea, blah, blah, blah. But maybe, you know, maybe. But I like it. Like, it's interesting. It's not... It's not... At least it's... I mean, I don't know what... You know, I wrote a fucking short story about all this because it was so funny. Um... Mm. But no, what was I saying? What was I saying before I went on my, my week? Oh, yeah. So you have individualist Greek traditional thinking, right? Like, it's it's very individual. I mean, I don't know if that's fair. I don't know if you could I could really say that. But, like, there is this sense of, like... I mean, it's it's seen, obviously, you know, the classic thing is, 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 is the... It's almost cliche now to say it, but, like, the idea of the American... That, that kind of American individualism, like life, love and liberty or whatever, like the right to a good life for you, the individual. Um, that, you know, like, but then, you, you uh, and then we, but when you read kind of like, I mean, obviously I'm, I'm, I'm very underread in lots of these things, but like when you look at the philosophies of like, I don't know, in Zen, for example, if you read The Gate, This Gate, right, and you're, and that's your, that's your, I don't want to say, you know, Bible, but that's your philosophical text. You know, I, I, I would, dis, I would distinguish, there's, there is this, there, there is a religious element to Zen and, and like, you know, and, and Buddhism and things. They, they're, they're, they're very interrelated. But Zen is, it's, it's a very distinctive thing from, you know, it, it's it. You know, it's it's it comes from a very specific. Uh, the Zen I'm talking about, not the stuff that went. You know, from India. Like I don't really know my. You know, I'm thinking. I think we're like, one thousand one hundred. Uh, not BC. Is it CE? You know, Christ was two thousand, wasn't it? So two thousand, whatever we are. We said our day. You know, that's weird. But um, yeah, so it's. It's like the year 1100 or something was when some of these guys were knocking around and that text is still here with us. It's got to be. Let me just double check when the gateless gate... No, it maybe it can't be... Um type for shit I, I always struggled with this book I actually gave my copy away because I read the back page and it was like he basically said like if you get it yeah 13th century so I'll just read you a little I think this is a cool thing to read out loud on the internet so the gateless barrier uh uh men men uh which means in, in Mandarin it's like 
no no barrier or something right but in english it kind of translates to the gateless barrier um you know, is a collection of 48 uh, Zen koans compiled in the early 13th century by the Chinese Zen master Wumen um, Hu Kai. Hui, Hui, I should know how to pronounce his name. Anyway, yeah. Uh, uh, so that is, yeah, 11, 1183 to uh, 1260. So, you know, we say like, so that's 1183 to 1260, right? Like we would, what would we say? Like 20, 22. So this is like a thousand year old thing. Um, and I guess like, what's some of the older old shit? Like the Greeks were, the Greeks were knocking around. Oh, this is all, yeah. So it's all old shit. It's ancient shit. Well, it's not ancient. So it's only a thousand years old. I'm like old in the grand scheme. I got rocks older than that. But <laughs> um, yeah, but there was this kind of like, you know, so they, 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 you know, they, they were monks, right? They were Zen masters or whatever. They ran, they had like, but really, I don't know. They're just scholars. I've always thought of them as scholars. Um, but my point is, is like, when you read some of this stuff, it's like, it's, it's, it's not, you know, it's all about trying to, you know, you're prescribed like a spirit, a koan, right? That was the idea of like a certain student would be prescribed a certain koan, um, so that's like that's quite interesting right because it's like you know it's like you take like uh the, the marcus Aurelius, like the meditations or whatever right and like you you, you know imagine someone comes to you like ah oh, fucking miserable or just like you would prescribe them one section of that right like or, like it, it, it was that or but it's not really even that case because it, I, the way i understand the the zen teaching was like it was like oh um you know you you have you your 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 for which for whatever reason you've decided to follow the path of the uh, of Zen, of the way or Zen or whatever you want to call it, and you, you know, you're you're going on this 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 journey of of self awakening. You've you've decided to go on, and I suppose the parallel from like Plato, I think, was the guy who said this like. You know the unexamined life is 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 not worth living or but it's not even that it's like this is the idea of like examining one's own life um and what why you know like they're similar things right like they are similar things that's a similar conception it's like they're all means or ways of trying to understand yourself via yourself right like you're trying to enrich your own sense of self by imbibing language um or by imbibing thought um from someone else someone else who's experienced things for long and this actually really is not that profound it's just that's just what we do we try and help each other out but the trouble is is like when someone comes from a completely different set of experiences to you no matter what you say to them they're not going to be able to understand perfectly because they're not you you know they're just not you you know they're their own person so you can't you can't you know i could it's so funny right like the other day I was in a comic book, the comic book shop I lost my, forgot my laptop in. And I love this comic book, it's a good, and he's a really lovely man. 
But there was a moment in the conversation, and we we hit it off straight away, because I've always been too shy, really, these comic book stores. How ironic is that? You know, I was nervous to go into comic book stores, and most people, you know, back when I was young, they, I was, you know, it's, it's, you're a nerd or a geek or whatever, and it was like, ah, oh, you know, those are horrible places. They're really intimidating places, because I didn't want to go in there and get called out for my lack of knowledge of, like, you know, X-Men or whatever, like, Spider-Man, who, who was the, the writer on 2099, right, from, from this year, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, that was what I was afraid of. It was being singled out as an imposter, right? So that kind of just stems from, like, a fear of, like, I don't know, you know, just a, it's like a fear of rejection, fundamentally. Anyway, I finally decided... Yeah, I was like, I wanted to go into this comic book shop. I just wanted to have a look around. I was curious. I live right near it. And um, I was like, oh, cool. Uh, like, you have fucking cool shit in here. Like, And then all of a sudden I get talking to the, the guy that runs it. And one conversation kind of leads to another. You know, we do a lot on, like, the history. It's very English, very British. You know, the British science fiction tradition. Like, what was he? He's much older than me. He's, you know, he was, he must be about... I don't know, like, 50s, something like that, like, maybe early 50s, maybe mid-50s. And um, it's one of them things, and this guy, is, he's, you know, he's been running the comic book, independent comic book stores are like, you're fucking lucky if you have one. Like, I'm serious, like, if you have a comic, not even independent, but like, if you have somewhere where you can go and buy comic books... You're very lucky to be within that kind of um, sphere. So the people running these places nowadays, if you're running a physical media store, like for the most part, it's like you're just getting by. You really are. Like most people are just, you know, you just I do the same. You just inhale shit on the internet, right? And it, most of the time, you expect it all to be free to some degree, um, or at least as cheap as possible. So we're talking, and you know, he talks a lot about the early Doctor Who, which I didn't really watch, and I kind of came in on David Tennant. I like David Tennant; he's a brilliant actor. And then I kind of fell out of it. Oh, what's the other guy? Erickson, something, something other. But anyway, I was never a Doctor Who fan. I didn't really. I thought it was all a bit. I don't know. Very English, <laughs> very British, um, and uh, yeah. So I, you know, I. Um, we, the one thing that I do enjoy that's terribly English, terribly British, is uh, Douglas Adams. He's a, he was a hero of mine because he was... The first time I read Douglas Adams, I, I didn't feel alone anymore. I was like, oh, my God, someone is on the same fucking asteroid plane as me, right? Like, fuck. And I don't try... I'm not trying to say that in a way of, like, oh, I can, you know, I'm a writer, right? I, oh, you're as good as... Doug. It's not that. Like, I don't think... It's actually funny, because I, don't, I think Douglas Adams was very much a reluctant novelist. You know, like, he, he's, you know, he created... There was video games, there was radio plays, there was films. I think, I think he... You know... I don't know. I, I, I've always wished... I haven't read about him. I've only really read his work. I haven't read Dirk Gently, but I've read all of Hitchhikers. And I've obviously... I'm a huge fan of the film. Um, you know, oh, just come on, let's have a little segue here for the film, right? You've got, like, you've got Zoe Deschanel, right? You've got Sam Rockwell. 
you've got Mose Def, you've got Alan Rickman as Marvin, you've got Stephen Fry, Fry narrating, and you've got um, fucking... Uh, how I always forget this actor's name, uh, but he's brilliant. Um, hang on. Google, but some other search engine good as that one. No, why am I trying to be like all BBC about this? Fuck off. No, I can fucking yeah, I use Google. It fucking does the job. Does the job, mate. Fucking does the job. Um, what am I googling? Uh, Arthur Dent. Arthur Dent. Let's see who Arthur Dent is played by. Obviously, there's been loads of fucking versions of him. There was Simon Jones. Uh, he portrayed Arthur Dent, protagonist, blah, 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 on television in 1921. But the man I am searching for is not Simon Jones, who apparently is still knocking around. He's doing all right. Oh, hang on a minute. Is he dead? Oh, God. No. Have I just... Yeah, was born. Oh no, no, that's all right. You can, you are was born. Anyway, Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman is my G. Um. Obviously, Martin Freeman. Um. So Mo's death goes by Yasin Bey now. I didn't know that. He's always been Mo's to me. Me and Mo's. Um. But yeah, Bill Bailey was in it. Fucking hell, man. Warwick Davis. So that's the other thing. Not only have you got Alan Rickman voicing the... Um, it is Alan Rickman. Why has that not come up? John Malkovich was in it. I, I swear to God, Alan, Alan Rickman is in this show. Don't tell me that's not Alan Rickman. And it was... Because Warwick Davis is in the suit of Marvin, right? Like, that was what... That's how that happened. Then, I'm sorry... Alan Rickman is most certainly... Yeah, Bill, Bill Bailey was the whale. Stephen Fry is obviously the narrator. Where's... Where is... Um... Yeah, Alan Rickman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not insane. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, was, I loved that movie. I thought it was brilliant. It was a fucking amazing film. And everyone, like, kind of... It got, it got fucking... It got slated... They didn't get slated, but, like, I don't know. And there's that scene with the Vogon poetry, like, talking about ugliness. <laughs> Vogon poetry. Um, you think, I, I think it's, it's got nothing to do with ugliness, really. It's what it's got to do with is, um, is boredom or tedium. That's very me, though. I'm, I'm, I, I, I can't stand being bored. I'm always occupying my mind. This is what I'm doing now. I've nothing else to do. I fucking speak for fucking an hour onto the phone. Bunch of randos who, who, who do not follow me back on Twitter. You do not. It's fine. Tommy's out there. Thank you, Tommy. My number one fan. Shout out to Thomas Willow. Representing, following on the Twitter. Doesn't seem to interact or like it. That's fine. You know, that's, I know he's there. He's listening. I try, that's amazing. He pops this on. What are you doing, Tommy? What are you up to, mate? See, that's such that's too much of a shout out. And I've gone on like three, four tangents within this story about the comic book shop man. So I'm going to wind this back now. Anyway, 
I, basically, all I'm saying is, is I'm a big fan of hitchhikers, right? So I, when I'm talking about some of my favourite writing, I actually have a section I've copied out from Hitchhikers, which is some of the funniest shit I've ever seen. And it's all to do with when Arthur is re- telling the story about he, when he stole the biscuits in the train station from the man, unwittingly. And then I saw it in, a, in an Ian McEwan fucking novel called Solar, he references that whole thing and explains it more. I was blown away by that. There's the only one of his novels I've read. And I quite liked it. It was all right. It was good. Um, but yeah, so what was I saying? Yeah, um, I was in the comic book store talking to this guy. And, Douglas, and uh, you know, we're hitting it off. And Douglas Adams comes up. And talk about, I start talking about, and I start having a little moan. I have a little moan about an experience I had where I was a, 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 a fan thing and we, I, there was a convention for hitchhikers, and I, and I, and it was like basically, you know, the biographers of Douglas Adams were in the crowd, so it was like it was a big fucking deal. But a lot of it was basically everyone just kind of remin. Well, there was a lot of good conversation, but like I f- wanted to put my hand up, but didn't, and didn't. It was a very lively room, and I was like, oh, it's not really energy for what I wanted to express, but like, and they touched on it very gently, but like, you know. He, that novel or that idea, uh, you know, 42, right? The meaning of life and everything. And this is, I think if you read an essay, any essay about hitchhikers, it'll probably mention, you know, absurdism and absurdist philosophy, um, which was very popular. You know, everyone likes to slag off Camus. I think that's all because, that's just because they're jealous, you know, because he's, he's a very handsome man. <laughs> That I, I literally saw something on Twitter about that and it was just like everyone had loves to hate him because they just don't want to be him yeah no one wants to be Jean-Paul Sartre like do you know is it, I always get his name wrong as well but like he, you know what a wonderful novelist what a fantastic anyway that they, those guys I think they're on two sides of the same coin back in the day and um they you know this inherent meaninglessness of life right like what there's no meaning like what the fuck <laughs> So it's just absurd, right? Like, oh, my God, well, we can put fucking bowls of petunias in the atmosphere and watch them drop and whales can be spawned into sentiency and Bill Bailey can voice them and it's insane and it's funny and we giggle and we don't know why, right? It's absurdism. We don't know why it's funny. It just is. I mean, I know why it's funny because I've never seen a whale (laughs) doing that. Like, And if a whale could talk, and they do talk, I'd like to write a short story about that, actually. Um, But, yeah... What I was there's a deep, deep, deep absurdist thing, and and he's actually making a comment on the culture, right? Like the the the, the kind of the the slightly deeper interpretation of the novel is that like I don't know how deep it is because I don't know how deep it, you know you lot have gone into all of this, but like when when you you know if you adopt that ni- not nihilism but like that absurdist thing of like the meaninglessness of it all. Um, you then are left with this problem, like, you know, like, how the fuck do you go on without meaning? There's no meaning, right? If you're, especially if you're, like, a lot of people get their meaning from, like, God or, like, religion or, like, and I'm not, I'm not against any of that. It's just, you know, my religion is, 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 I have faith that the moment is real. And that's basically as far as my faith goes. I, I don't, that's, you know, I just trust myself that everything I'm experiencing is real 
and not because I've read too much Jean Baudrillard and that fucked my brain up. He fucked my brain up. Oh, he fucked my brain up too much. I and I got I can't even read his. Sh- I, I've read like not I've not read enough of him. I haven't even gotten through simulator simulation simulacra. It's too much. And also he's I don't know. I think he was. I I th- I'd love to have had him in a room and been like, hang on a minute, mate. You can make this clearer. You can work a little harder here. I'm sorry. I read it in English, obviously, and he would would have been writing in French. So there's always some weird shit that happens in translation. But what I'm slowly getting to is Douglas, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, which is what I'm talking to the comic book guy about, and which I'll get to his reaction to something in a moment. Bear with me. Is absurdist philosophy, meaninglessness of life. So what do the people do? Is they create a big computer... And it is a computer in this, and it's a good metaphor. Um, to give them the meaning of life. Alright. And then they wait millions of years, and the computer spits back 42. It's like, whoa, what? <laughs> and that's absurdism, right? It's like, you're trying to calculate the meaning of life, you're just going to get back some fucking bullshit number. I actually like to think that Douglas Adams picked it, right? 42. Because the next order of magnitude up is 420. And that's a good number. Um, the comic book guy, I was telling this, I was telling this sort of, I was like recounting, we were recounting the scenes from the novel or whatever from the film. And he goes, he just said this kind of, not really to me, but more to himself, but out loud, like, oh, I just wish you would tell us. What does it mean? And I'm like, oh my God. Right, like, I almost said, well, I can tell you. And it's like, it doesn't mean anything. That was the point. Totally arbitrary. Because when you try and outsource your meaning to someone else, of course it's going to be meaningless. Only you can decide what you find meaningful. If you're honest with yourself, and every day you're waking up and you're thinking to yourself, like, fuck yeah, like, fucking another fucking day of fucking awesome fucking adventure and fucking life, right? But you can't do any of that if you can't fucking get, get the right, you're not the right temperature. You're not, you know, you're not, you're, you're, you're worrying about if you're going to get paid, if you're going to, you know, if you get paid, but if you're going to get work. And I'm not talking about like, oh, you got to go to work or whatever, but I'm talking about like, are you going to get fucked around by someone or something? Is something? Are you constantly dreading being fucked around with? Or is like, are you, are you fucking yourself around? You know, are you, are you, are you not living a life that when you shut your eyes and you think, fuck yeah, like I want this, this and this, right? And I'm not talking about like, oh, I want a fucking fighter jet. I'm talking about like, you know, I want to be able to like walk to the end of the street and back and hold my head up and be like, yeah, I'm happy with who I am. That's all I want is just to be happy with myself, right? Like, you don't have to be fucking Hercules. You don't have to be fucking Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> I don't know why that came into my mind. Um, you know what I mean? You don't have to be, like, everything. You can, you can just be you and, like, and you, do, you know, you can be you and be happy and just have a good fucking time, right? You don't have to have everything. And I was thinking a lot about this, right? Like, I was thinking a lot about, like, being free from want. It's, like, it's, like, such a beautiful freedom because it's, like, fuck, I don't want anything. I'm fucking 
satiate. I'm done. I'm like fucking content. It's fucking sick. Right? Like, and, I, and that's when your brain starts giving you random shit to worry about. Because you're like, you know, it's like idle CPU time. And I hate to use a mechanistic uh, metaphor, but it is a bit like that, right? It's like, so they're like, oh, I got some idle CPU cycles. Let's see if I can crack on with solving world poverty. It's like, no, dude. Just fucking enjoy your day off. You know? And what, what I kind of get into, what I got to, really, I did mention it. But, like, his reaction, he's like, oh, I just wish you told me. I was like, fuck you. So that made me worried. It panicked me a bit. I was like, oh, my God, wait, do you not? So are you living a meaningless life? <laughs> and he's like, no, probably not. He went in one of the coolest comic book stores in town. But, like, I don't know. You know, like, that, that idea of, like, you know, are you happy? Are you winning? And I mean winning in the sense of, like, are you enjoying every day? Um, so, yeah, I've rambled enough. I hope that that was entertaining. I need, I can't believe I'm doing this. I'm doing another pod, like, tomorrow, I think. So this is, like, a bonus one because Leanne isn't home and I've got nothing else to do. <laughs> oh, dearie me. Um, should I try and stretch an hour? No, I don't even want to stretch an hour. No, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll put in some music. Um... Yeah, I'll put in some tunes. Uh, well, I'll put in one song. Um, I've got... What am I... What am I what, I'm, I'm, music has slowed down a little bit. I'm really busy. I'm working on a fucking screenplay, boys and girls, and everything in between out there in the ether. Working on a screenplay. Um, really exciting. Yeah, so I'm not really doing... I am playing. I'm playing a lot of bass at the moment, doing my scales. I can't, I'm just literally, this is so funny. If anyone is listening to this, you've got problems. So this is so not interesting. Um, but yeah, um, I will put a track on the end of this. Um, and we didn't really get to the bottom of the aesthetics and beauty discussion, but I don't, I'm not at the bottom of that yet anyway. I'm kind of, I'm trying to move away from consciousness. It's boring me a bit. I think I'm done with it. No, I'm not done with philosophically, but like, I mean like, or, I mean, like, in re- you know, not philosophically, but, like, I'm not done with my consciousness. Assuming I know what consciousness is, I I'm still on the fence about even whether or not I really understand what people mean when they say consciousness. Um, but, yeah, um, I, I'll try and... I don't know, maybe we can call these bonus philosophy episodes. You've got to give, give you some content. Um, yeah. But... Um, Oh, a lot of ums. Oh, I'm, God, I'm bombing. I'm bombing on my own podcast life. <laughs> um, yeah, music at the end of this. Not, I'm not doing much music at the moment. Not, I, I, I don't have any money to pay. The, the, you've got to pay for studio time and engineers. Like, I'm I actually saying that. I do have to do some uh, Beer Man Oscar. Shout out Beer Man Oscar and Connor. I don't know if you're listening, lads. Uh, thank you for that episode. It was really fun. I was really nervous, but thank you. It was fun. And you, you guys, I'm sorry I'm on the the, the, the phone mic again, beer man, you're going to get mad. I'll make sure to record the freestyles uh, properly. But yeah, he sent me a beat. It's a sick beat. It's a jazzy beat. He made a jazzy beat and it's fucking epic and he even spit a verse over it and it's fucking scary. It's terrifying. It's powerful energy, like real heavy shit. But I'm not going to put, put that one on, but I'm going to put something on because uh, I, I want to hear a cool tune of mine. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know if you guys like the last one or not, but yeah, you can skip that shit if you like. Um, anyway, um, this has been the Joker in the Bard philosophy uh, bonus episode. Um, just me rambling on, basically. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of Bill Burr lately. It's been fun. Um, so, yeah, uh, we have a Patreon. If you're still listening, 
uh, you're probably interested in the Patreon. I can't remember the URL. Sorry, that's really bad. I haven't got my shit with me. Just, just you know, if you really want to find it, you can go on a Patreon and search it and, and, and give me some money. That'd be great for just chatting into a phone for, for 40, 50 minutes or however long this one runs till. That's real nice. <laughs> I haven't even been laughing. It's not even funny. Has it been funny? You giggled at all. Please giggle for me. Don't... Oh, my God. Shall I mention this on the air? Yeah, I have a... No. Yeah, yeah, go on. Go on. No, I'm actually a bit nervous about it. I'll, I'll let people know. It doesn't really matter. Who's going to fucking watch it anyway? But I have a TikTok. It's on there. You can find me on there. I know I'm not sharing it, but, like, you can find it. And uh, people are slowly finding it, and it's fucking terrifying because that is my insanity manifest. Um, what's that thing, that guy in that YouTube video? What does he say? Um, a nice suckling duck. <laughs> uh, this is democracy manifest duck, or whatever he says or something. It's so funny. Um, yeah, that is my insanity manifest on TikTok. But yeah, no, we're on Patreon. If you guys want to help out, that'd be great. The main thing is is I want to change it so it's per episode. And I want to do like, you know, like you get the podcast, but I want to animate them. But it takes so much time. And like, we're, I, 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 I can't justify spending more time on this than I already am without like the dollars, you know what I mean? Um, the dollars. Um, but yeah, so do, you know, if you like this shit, like I'd love to do a live show of, of the pod joker in the bar that'd be really fun um there is an email which i can't remember and I, i'll probably share that at some point because basically you know i'm just lonely <laughs> no it'd be cool to hear if people are listening um i don't know you just that's like i said to, to go right back to the beginning of this episode like there's that doubt and i think that doubt comes when i'm tired i am tired right now um, so we've got the long weekend ahead of us so that's nice so yeah um, yeah anyway this has been the Joker and the Bard uh, thank you so much for listening uh, good night good love fuck off no not all that shit uh, have fun enjoy your enjoy enjoy your time on the earth <laughs> um, have a good time good luck you know go out and fucking slay your demons and fucking you know get on your shit and do whatever man just just don't be square um because you're not around if you're square do you get it peace this is my rhythms, these are my rhymes. Now tell me something, do you think they sound fine? Because I sure do. I think they're pretty sexy. So maybe you can tell me something I don't already know. One, two, three, four. Are you ready now? It's coming and it's not saying the door.